Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Welcome. 
Welcome to Trailer Rewind, a monthly conversation about movies you may have missed in theaters that are now available to watch at home on streaming services. Every month, we dig into the archives and watch a film that was one of the trailer picks on a Saturday matinee episode. And JJ, did you know you can get access to the Satmat shows at patreon.com slash the next reel? Yes. I'm a patron. There you are. It's a great way to get an <laughs> overview of everything we do here at The Next Reel. And right now, because we're coming up at the year's end, we're trying to figure out if we're going to do what everybody does. Well, actually, not just the year's end, the decade's end. And do we do a special That's right. episode looking back on on the decade, like the best films? What do we do? So we're, we're brainstorming. So any Love of our listeners idea. out there, if you got some suggestions or ideas, you can drop those. Uh, in Discord, where there's always great conversations going on about movies. Yeah. So tonight, we are going to be talking about Anna and the Apocalypse. This was my pick from September 8th, 2018. Today is December 10th, 2019, and Anna and the Apocalypse is right now available on Amazon Prime and Hulu. Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Not even a mouse. Young Anna was nestled, all snug in her bed. Not knowing tomorrow, she'd meet the undead. How would she survive? What this season would bring? Well, that's simple. She'd stab, she'd slash, and she'd sing. Justin Bieber's a zombie. We didn't do a December movie last year, and I think it was, uh, we were looking for something Christmassy, and by its title, you would not think that Anna and the Apocalypse is a Christmassy movie, but it does have a Christmas setting to it. Yeah, I think there's even less Christmas in this movie than in Die Hard, to be honest. But uh, but they do. She does. She use does a use candy a candy cane, cane quite a bit. And it's it's uh, so yeah. Sort of sandwiching it between Halloween and Christmas. Last last year, it was released okay. in the theaters on November thirtieth, twenty eighteen, and it was in theaters for just mm-hmm. a little over a month and made a whopping five hundred and forty five thousand dollars domestically and another hundred and twenty four thousand internationally. So less less than a million. But it then hit a digital streaming release in February, right around Valentine's Day. And actually okay. now, just recently, actually hit physical media, um, DVD, and then Blu-ray in the UK just earlier this month in December. And the Blu-ray has the theatrical release and apparently an extended cut as well. What? Yes. An extended cut. Are there additional songs? I think there there is one song between the headmaster okay. and Anna's dad that was uh, initially cut, oh. so that may have been restored. Oh, so yeah, the yes. So okay. Well, when I talked about this trailer last September, Pete and I were really yeah, excited. It was your pick. That's yes. right. Well, you know, Pete's always up for zombie things, so he was always. he was excited. It's a default for him. Yes, yeah. Andy was less optimistic. Optimistic. He said it had all those familiar zombie tropes and jokes, but because it was yeah. limited release, he was really less than optimistic about what this thing was going to be. And I was super excited. I said I was willing to host a 
Anna and the Apocalypse sing along for Halloween. <laughs> um, and then I quickly That's forgot awesome. about that and didn't know that it was available on streaming around Halloween. Um, but that's where we were last September talking about this trailer. So now here we are a year later and we have a zombie musical comedy. So first, if we if we break it Is down, it? if we break it down. So it's a zombie it's a, movie. It's a, it's zombie. a musical. Okay. There are jokes, <laughs> but it's also it's also kind of trying to be a a, a dramedy kind of thing. There's a lot of like tr- attempts at emotional statements about family and obligation and young love and you know uh, so, it was and then oh and and I say young and then there's the old woman. The grandma, yes, it's a, there's a, yeah, I, this movie was trying to be a lot of things. It was. So it was, so it's the story of Anna, clearly Anna and the apocalypse and Anna wants to get out of town. Basically we learned early on, she doesn't plan on going on to university. She's planning on traveling to Australia, getting out of town and, and living life. And then a zombie outbreak happens and she and her friends try to survive the zombies as well as the power crazy headmaster sort of. That's the main story. We've got different dynamics sure. between all of our characters and relationships. There, Anna's mom is gone. There's, you know, she's she, she's passed away prior to the zombie apocalypse. So it's just she and her dad. Um, but as we get that little bit of exposition at the beginning, then we quickly get into um, our musical numbers. And our first one is a song called "Breakaway," and it. For me, it's that sort of I want song that we get in musicals where each character sort of talking about what it is they they want, you know, to, to break out of. You've got you've got Anna and she wants to get out of town. You've got her friend, um, John, who this is sort of set up as the the um, unrequited love interest. You know, he's he's trying to he's supposed to go to art school, um, but you can tell he there's some longing for Anna more than just friends. Uh, you've got Steph, whose parents are in Mexico right now, and she's <laughs> they left they, they left her alone for the holiday. Right. And her girlfriend isn't responding to her texts and she's feeling very isolated and is an ambitious journalist. And you've got these these sort of oddballs that we're introduced to that that really are looking for the next something in their life. I feel chained and bound to this hopeless town and I know I must break away. There's a world out there why does no one care are they lost in the games they play? So much they And for me, at that point, once we get that first song, um, I started to just really fall in love with this movie because I found that song really, really catchy. Actually, the a good chunk of this soundtrack has been stuck in my head for the for the past few days. But 
it to me it showed that whoever was whoever our songwriter was could put together a, a catchy tune and uh, it just really connected me with those characters right away the first song i think was a good song um i, I um I actually really like the build up to it too. The the first scene I was really happy with where they're driving in the car and they have the radio announcements of the the viral outbreak. Yes. Right? They don't call it a zombie outbreak at this time, but they, and then they turn it off, you know, cuz they don't want to be uh, you know annoyed by bad news in this right. kind of situation and then they have a big that they have an emotional moment where Anna, you know, sort of confesses or is outed in the fact that she wants to take a gap year yes. and not go to college. And it's a really intense, dramatic situation between the three characters. We talked about her dad, her, and then this unrequited love interest. Um, all that is great. And then we move into this, this, the next day or the next morning and, and we see her starting this, um, with this musical number, I think this song for me was the was the best song in the bunch. And at this point, you mentioned that you were falling in love with the movie, or it, it this is where it 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 made you fall in love. This is where I was pulling for it really strongly. I was I had actually forgotten it was a musical before I saw it. Oh, um, and, and, and then <laughs> I was reminded. I was like, oh yeah, there's this, and I love musicals, so oh, okay. it was really I, I was really excited for it. I will say that it pretty much went downhill for, from there for me. It was really hard for me to <laughs> stick with it and to sustain my love for the movie as we went. I agree that this number was catchy, and this is one of the sort of key, this whole scene where she's dancing in this I Want song through oh, no, the streets that's late. No, and that's, how she's separate. No, 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 that's later on. That's, you're, you're moving farther ahead. We've got a couple songs up front, because that, uh, oh. yes. So I'm talking about... Oh, right, then, I'm, right, then yeah. I'm skipping too far ahead. Oh, you're skipping this is the way one, That's too the fast. one that I'm most oh, remembering, okay. most memorable. Okay, yeah, because there's there's the, the breakaway, which is when they're at school, which then we get a little bit more, and then we quickly get a second number when they're in the cafeteria, Hollywood Ending, which to me is, yes. a, is a really, really important song. Um, that, yeah, well, that, they, it's important for the story, for sure. Yes, and we'll, we'll get to that when we talk about the end of the movie. But it, it starts off... For me, this was... It's it's John's song, and it's because we've again seen that there's this unrequited love, and Anna's got some, you know, was paying attention to Nick, who's sort of the arrogant jock of the school, and so John's got his song that's that he start the song that he starts Hollywood ending, which you know, is, from his point of view, it's you know he's you know if this were the typical re teen romantic comedy, he and Anna would end up together, but clearly things aren't working out that way. And so we get this song Hollywood Ending, which to me was a surprise type of song um, because it's it's very sort of meta and hyper aware because it talks about, you know, is, is a bunch of teenagers who, you know, in the 90s and all of this, you've got these typical Hollywood movies. And here we've got kids again, to me, uh, singing a song that's sort of reinforcing, you know, Life isn't as, you know, as glamorous as it is in the movies and nothing works out. And again, it sort of reinforces this. We want to get out of high school uh, type of motif that we've gotten, you know, early on already. Um, you know, clearly life isn't like it is in the movies and the books and the songs. And, you know, Anna's hoping to get out. John, you know, whether or not he gets accepted to art school. Uh, so for me, it was it was giving me a little bit of hints of the darkness that is to come in this story, which is sort of uh, contrasted with the upbeat nature of the songs that we're getting early, early right. on here. Right. And that's one of the main sort of conceits of the story here is that we're going to have this sort of light, lighthearted, melodic 
uh, numbers alongside this devastation and, and, and terror behind it. That's the main conceit of the film yes. throughout. And so that's really the setup for everything that happens. We get, you know, a little bit of the, you know, more about we, we meet the headmaster who, uh, well, the the current headmaster is retiring and the new guy, Mr. Savage, is going to be taking over. And he is just this, he's the character I have the most problems with because he is really just cartoonish. <laughs> he is just this power mad guy. And it's a school and it's just. He's, he's schizophrenic. He's sociopathic. <laughs> yes. It's really difficult to understand what the motivations for this person are. Yes. Oh. He's just a hateful person, yeah. but then he becomes an evil yes. person. And he is just, it's, it's cartoonish. I, for me, every part of the story that when we come to him, it, it slows things down. It feels like it's gone off the rails. Um, but, you know, that's where we, 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 you know, we see the rehearsals for the school musical. Um, and just he's uh, he's just so controlling about everything. And then uh, then we so that's sort of our first day. And then the next day when Anna wakes up, she, we've got the song uh, Turning My Life Around. And that's where that's the se- that's, that's the, the sequence where she's about, out sure. in the streets. Yep. It's worth noting that this this film is uh, sort of phase two because the the first sort of iteration of this was a short film called Zombie Musical, uh, written by Ryan McHenry, and it's like a seventeen minute um, short. It's a completely different story, a much simpler story of just you know a girl waking up and there's zombies and ends up in this school and working with somebody to, you know, try to survive. Um, it was apparently a BAFTA award-winning short um, back in, I think it's 2011. And then they tried to basically leverage that to fundraise to get it into a feature-length film. But this musical number is pretty much straight from that short. Um, I think the song might be slightly different. Yes. The song is different. The basically, and the dances, like everything along, is, this is something that I did see in the short, and it's it's different. It's very, it's even a different mm-hmm. sort of because the stories are yes. so different. It's it's really a, a different through line altogether. But um, yeah, and I, I I like the one in the feature better. This this was my favorite number, so I'm glad you brought up. That this is well, the it's, song it's, for it. the turning. It's where we get to favorite. the whole. I mean, that's. This is where sort of the, com- the comedy comes through because she wakes up, she moves, walks out the front door and starts singing this about how she's turning her life around and just the world is completely falling apart around her. I mean, there's buildings on fire, there's bodies in the streets, you've got zombies running back, and it's all occurring sort of behind her as she's completely oblivious right. um, to so everything. So this is Good Morning Baltimore, <laughs> right? Yes. From Hairspray. But the thing about about hairspray is that it's really it, it's really clever and it and it plays with the jokes yeah. so wonderfully throughout. Like that, there is comedy in this, but it's the same joke over and over and over again. 
Um, and again, I liked this song, but it, it, I didn't find it funny because I was kind of left with the, here's the zombie mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> that's, that's, it was clever at first. And then it just kind of ended for me. There wasn't much more insight to it. Okay. I, 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 I have quibbles with this movie as well. I think I'm enjoying it okay. a lot more. Um, than, yeah. Than you well, did. Here, oh, I, I need to yeah. confess. This is the part where I need yeah. to confess how I ruined this movie okay. for myself. First of all. I, I, I already mentioned that I was really pulling yeah. for it. So I had expectations uh, of what I wanted yes. to see, which I didn't end up with. Yeah. So that's the big thing. But the big problem, the number one issue that I had with this movie is two days earlier, I got a wild hair and I decided to watch Sing Street. Oh, goodness. So literally two <laughs> days before this movie, I watched well, Sing Street. Yeah. And Sing Street, to me, is like a masterpiece mm-hmm. of Oh, yeah. music in film and yeah. all that. Like, I love Sing Street. Sing Street's a five-star movie. Yes. Movie. So this movie, like, it, story, every, I mean, it just, it, you shouldn't even no. compare them. It's not even no, fair. But, not. and but of course, they're UK and they're music, you know, and they're teen, but no. no. It, uh, it, it was a mistake to do that. So unfortunately, you know, after I watched End of the Apocalypse, I immediately went and downloaded the entire sound, Sing Street soundtrack. Of course. But, um, yeah, but well, so that's yes. kind of a problem. If I had that watched I had Sing Street, here, but, I would have um, all those songs stuck in my head. Yes. Oh, totally. Right. Yes. You. Yes. You just set yourself up for disaster. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I was comparing things, unfortunately, yes. here. But I think those quibbles are still valid. Yes. I think that, and that's my reason for bringing yes. it up because I think, um, and of course, they were highlighted for me. But, um, but I think it's important to bring those out because there are. There are valuable reasons to see this movie. I'm just not going to be able to attach myself to them because of the situation which I subjected myself sure. to in watching. Sure. No, I I agree. There's there's like I said there's there's definitely some issues with this. It's something that um I think the songs work really well for me. Um I there there's there's some that <laughs> It's, well, it's yeah. like, okay, the, the next yeah. two on the track list, right? We just did Turning yeah. My Life Around. Then we do this 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 kind of uh, inspirational anthem song called Human yes. Voice where they're, they're, they've held themselves up in the bowling alley where, um, the, where two of the, the, the kiddos yeah. work. And um, they start singing this song about how much they just want to hear a human voice. And it's great if you, in a very sort of like high level way, thinking about the purpose of the song, but there are the four of Together, them right next yes. to each other. and. And the whole lyrical part of the song is all I need is to hear a human voice. So that's difficult for me. And then the next one on the track list is that soldier at war. (laughs) Yes. Song that's about, you mentioned this sort of hateful ex jock boyfriend or ex boyfriend jock guy. Who's a really, uh, I I have tons of problems with this character. Like he adds really nothing to the film except to be this sort of foil that at some point gets a turn, I guess, and gets to be, good but has no reason to make a turn other than i don't know regardless there's this soldier at war where they're just sort of justifying the the need to be jerks and just destroying all these zombies but they did it with a song and again this of course goes to the conceit of this film that's the idea that's we want to do that we want to put them in these situations but in in that, that case i didn't like the song and it felt misplaced because again if this movie is trying to pull at my emotions it's not achieving that and it's not really pulling it the other way either. So I didn't really ever know how to feel. I was totally confused all the time at what I was looking at. Am I supposed to be emotionally connected to these characters in their story or am I supposed to be um, discounting them and just kind of letting them go? It was, it was disorienting for me when I watched it. I can see where you're coming from. And again, I think the, 
the word that I like apply to this it is the cartoonishness of it because i i can't take yeah. i can't take these characters seriously at all because um i think it's nick the you know soldier at war it's yeah it's you know he a lot of yeah. video game analogies all of these things but and right. even the song human voice there there's a lot of uh, a lot of lyrics are about technology and the uh, isolating aspects of technology of you know the fu- you know screens and all this and preventing us from being able to interact with each other um each of them has somebody that they're with with the exception of john like anna's trying to get in touch with her dad um you know yep we've got i remember everyone else that is there for that scene um steph you know can't get in touch with her parents or her girlfriend um we've got chris Chris has his girlfriend lisa um and he's missed we, we skipped that song com- completely. Her very uh, suggestive Christmas song that she sings at the Christmas oh, musical that's awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable for everybody. But he's he's got his... Including, including the audience. Oh, yes. Very much including the audience and the young children in the audience. Uh, right. But yes, yeah, so he's trying to... you know. So they... Th- again, I agree. That one doesn't fit as well. I like the song sort of in isolation from that scene the the ideas in that um seem to be appropriate i think for kids with you know that you know again how much you know through instagram and snapchat and all that they mediate their interactions through technology but it's not the right time and place for that in this right and these are these are big ideas they're not bad Mm -hmm. ideas they're big ideas they're just not executed well for the through the story we end up with songs that are trying to say a lot and a story that's trying to contrast that by being purposefully comical by putting them in these situations so instead of understanding these sort of they're 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 straight up anthems right right? we're listening to these anthem songs human voice is an anthem i can't i can't buy into it because i'm still trying to appreciate the contrast of the cartoonish situation so it's it it just doesn't execute in the way that it needs to to have these these side-by-side feelings it ends up it ends up feeling really disorienting and schizophrenic for me oh yes i agree like i said there's there's definite issues and what you know as i said it's, it feels cartoonish but then once once they they are sort of main characters have sort of connected with nick and his gang they've they're trying everybody's trying to get back to school because that's where the friends are or it's a safe place and also apparently you know things there's a nearby military base but things have gone wrong with that uh but so they're gonna have to they cut through basically like an indoor like christmas tree store and uh yeah. you know nick loses his <laughs> the weirdest the weirdest, the weirdest, choice weirdest ever. shortcut ever but apparently the other way around would take them it would be dark by the time they got to school so they're going to risk going through there nick loses his gang of of friends and soon after um we have our first casualty when john gets bitten um and you know basically they get swarmed and he helps anna escape but he's left behind and i thought okay well Story-wise, I can go along with that. That's you know we we've got to have what somebody in our we've got to have a loss somewhere, right? And so then we we get to school. Steph's car is there because we know the headmaster took her keys earlier. Um, so there's a whole thing. But what this crazy headmaster has basically 
decided to let zombies in. So there's zombies all over inside of school. <laughs> because he's a sociopath. Because he's a crazy sociopath. A, exactly. He, he, which yeah. makes no sense. Um, so in our quest to get the keys um, and some other things, we end up also losing Chris and, Chris li- and, his, and girlfriend. his girlfriend. And at that point... And Chris's grandma. Chris's grandma, because she had a, a weak heart and all that. <laughs> so I thought, okay, at this point, we've we've lost... You know, and to me, Chris and Lisa, pretty much yeah, everybody, and they're they're like the cute couple. They're the artsy couple, right. and I thought, okay, and that's when I started thinking. As I'm watching all this, I started thinking back to how this day started, and that's you know with turning my life around song and it's Anna wakes up and there's the zombie apocalypse. And I thought, is this all a dream? Because what she has, what she has said early on is, you know, she's leaving town. And I thought, is this the nightmare of her, her, Something's holding me back well, or something. Is she going to be able to really endure losing her friends? Because if she leaves this little town, yes. she's leaving all her friends behind. So, you know, is this her brain working through the trauma of, you know, what it's going to be like to lose all her, her close friends? So I thought... That's a great idea, Steve. Can you have them make that movie? No, no, no. That's that's what I was thinking because I was like, oh, okay, that, that makes sense. And it, it's good because, again, the... The early songs have been very uplifting. It's it's sort of, you know, there's a lot of cartoonishness to it. And it, to me, it would help sort of explain the irrational behavior of this headmaster because the first sequence when we meet him, it's he's going to be coming into power because the previous headmaster is retiring. So to me, this is Anna's imagination. Like, okay, if Mr. Savage takes over, he's going to be a deranged lunatic. So I thought, okay, that this this is maybe where the story's going. So then it's we're, we're left with... Nick and Steph and Anna and Steph does get her car, rescues Nick and Anna after Anna has her song, I I will believe. And we we, we feel like why does Nick why does, get right? saved? And so we figure I'm like <sighs> then they're they, they drive off. And as they're driving off, I thought, okay, Anna's gonna wake up. Anna's gonna wake up. And then all of a sudden we get playing underneath the Hollywood ending song, which reminds us that there yeah. is no such thing as a Hollywood, no ending, Hollywood ending. And it ends on this dark <laughs> note of, well, Anna, where do you want to go? And it ends there. Right. There is no waking up from this nightmare. It is dark, depressing. She's lost her father. She's th- These three teens have, you know, their little town has been overrun by zombies. They're heading off somewhere. It's not going to end well. There's, 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 no, there's no cure. There's nothing... It's the the darkest ending ever. And I, <laughs> I was I didn't know how to take that because I thought, would I have been disappointed if it had been a dream? I don't know. It's hard to know how that yeah. would have been executed. If it, if it had been wrapped up yes. nicely, then yes. maybe. But but, but as yeah. soon as they started playing, you know, the the tunes from yeah, that melody from Hollywood ending, I thought that's a bold choice. That is a strong decision to to take to end and just embrace the darkness in a musical movie set at Christmas. You know, if if you can find things to like mm-hmm. about it, that's fine. You like, I get, I get. You know, if you do fall in love with it, I like all of the stuff with the headmaster was just way too over the top and confusing and without motivation for me. the The last number, the last song, is "What a Time to Be Alive." I mean, it's this, it just doesn't, the the problem for me is it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I'm trying to make sense out of something that probably I shouldn't. I should probably just let it go and just kind of appreciate it for what it is. But because of that, I do have a recommendation of when someone should watch this movie. 
And that's specifically for counter-programming. You want it on in the background of a holiday party that with that's filled with people who don't really care that much about the holidays or who do who who actually kind of feel negative about the holidays there's a great there's a good number of people who feel that way right so you want and, and you don't want to focus on the movie you want to kind of you want it to draw your attention every so so often like oh that's a clever number or look at the you know the interesting contrast between the zombies and the funny stuff that's going on oh and it's kind of you know christmas focused too but if you spend too much time trying to make this a serious movie which it arguably does tries to do on its own it will fall flat it's not made for that it's made and you can i didn't know that it came from a short that's something i got from you steve and now watching the short i don't think the short is necessarily better but i think in terms of format it makes a whole lot more sense that it's built from that it it's not filled out it's not a full story it's um it's it's trying to make a showcase for a bunch of new musical numbers with an interesting contrasting conceit of zombies Christmas and a musical. And, um, and again, it's great for counter-programming. It's just, it's not going to be satisfying if you really try to make sense of this thing. No, I, I agree. And this is something, it, to me, it reminded me of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's a, a campy, goofy movie. There's some enjoyable songs in it. Um, my daughter really enjoyed it. I asked, <laughs> right after she watched it, you know, the next day, I saw that she was listening to the soundtrack and I said, you know, what's your favorite song? She said, well, right now, it's actually one of the songs we haven't mentioned, The Fish Rap. The two kids dressed as penguins. And she's like, it's short and it's so fun and it's got like all this wordplay. And I'm like, yes, that's true. And again, it's... it's, And that's the credit. That's the song in the credit. (laughs) So So they actually liked it a lot too, right? So it is, it's uh, something that is fun. It's not to be taken seriously. And I think that's the struggle, as you point out, of there are, there are songs like Human Voice and there's, story elements where it feels like it's trying to do something but the story just doesn't come together that way to support it and it's uh, yeah it, it's got issues but you gotta appreciate it for what it, it is for sure. exactly and for me i had a lot of fun with it um because i i just love the the contrast of teen musicals and and zombies and they did do um you know n- nothing original with zombies we you know it's a some type of parasitic outbreak or something like that there's no explanation of where they come from or of any cure we have slow zombies we don't have any fast zombies um we do get quite a bit of again it's it's cartoonish uh, you know, blood, you know, gore of, you know, we, yeah. we got John smashing the head with two bowling balls and just ridiculous amounts of spray of, of blood. We've got the decapitation with the teeter totter on the playground and with the zombie that's dressed as a snowman. Um, did you see Zombieland Double Tap? I, did you see either I, of those I've seen the first one. Ask. I have not seen Double Tap because okay. after. So, cause yeah. we did double tap on the right. film board. And I will say that the other guys, so we had. Pete and Tommy and uh, Jordan from uh, Nerd Critic on the show. And those guys really disliked that because they felt that a lot of the jokes sort of um, made light of the, some of the stuff they loved in the first one. I will tell you that I really liked it. And of course I didn't, you know, uh, willingly I didn't go and see the zombie land movies on my own. Cause it's not really my, my cup of tea, but I really liked that comedy. I liked that. It was hard for me. And then again, so lining these movies up in a row, it's kind of hard for me to take those same leaps with Anna and the Apocalypse because I've found that comedy in a way that I'm comfortable with or that I enjoyed. And uh, and it just didn't work for me here. Okay. No, I, I, like I said, I agree. There's 
there's definitely issues with this film and I I can see why it's sort of struggled uh maybe it's it's going to it's going to be one of these that's going to find its audience and I think that's the thing with all zombie films they ultimately find their audience this one I don't think it's going to find its audience with the traditional zombie fan crowd no. it just doesn't do anything yeah interesting or unique with with zombies um it's just they're there uh i mean there's i'm trying to think if there's anything unique or different that they do i mean there's interesting moments when they're escaping under the like inflatable pool you know and zombies you know <laughs> sit on sit on yes. there uh but again there's there was nothing really innovative with that so i think the z- right. zombie crowd will be disappointed um musicals like I, yeah there's there's songs, but yeah. they, again, they don't fit in with the story. So, yes, there's problems. All it's going to have to have a cult it, following. It is to, and, to, to and, do it, and that's why it's, there's a unique situation where it, it makes sense to watch. It, movie. Exactly. So, um, the the sort of the thing that's sort of tragically sad about this is that um, writer Ryan McHenry. So he had, um, you know, written and directed that zombie musical. Short. And mm-hmm. when I went back and listened to the sat mat from uh, last September, um, apparently I'd done some research on this, you know, been intrigued enough to d- explore what was going on with this film, where it was coming from. Um, so unfortunately, Ryan McHenry, he passed away in 2015 from cancer. So he never got to see this film fully realized. They had tried to launch it as a Kickstarter and just couldn't get enough money while he was doing that. Um, he, this was back, you know, 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. If you, if you remember way back then, before we had TikTok, we had something called Vine where you could make short six oh, yeah. second videos. So he actually achieved a certain amount of viral fame for a, a series of Vines he did called Ryan Gosling Won't Eat His Cereal. And, uh, it's fantastic. and these are amazing. Be- Have you ever seen oh, these? Yes. They're so oh, yeah. Great. I had seen them and I, I'm going to yes. put a link to the show notes. Uh, Ryan, uh, before he passed, actually compiled them into videos on YouTube so you can see. But it's yeah, either interview footage or clips from films of Ryan Gosling. And then from off camera, you'll see, you know, this spoon suddenly come into frame and Ryan Gosling either like turns his face away or in some of the later ones, <laughs> they got really creative because he's actually swatting the, the spoons down. Um, yeah. So yeah. that generated a certain amount of fame for, for Ryan McHenry. Um, and Interestingly enough, after he passed, uh, Ryan Gosling posted a, a video of actually sitting down and eating a bowl of cereal um, to no, uh, as yeah, a as a, as a, as a okay. tribute. So it's unfortunate that, you know, Ryan McHenry passed before this film was able to be, you know, brought to the screen. And so I, I wonder if it would have been a different project if he had been more involved. In this at this point i i don't i yeah. don't know it's one of those great unknown questions but it is uh it's tragic that he wasn't able to see the, his vision uh come to the screen so sure. that's so that we sense. have what we have and for me i i i will say despite those flaws i still have a fond place for this in my heart that i can't quite it's an intangible okay. thing where i just i i didn't watch it after Sing Street, so I have a different place for it. So for for me, I 
I will say this is a solid three star film for me. Okay. And it, it ends up in a weird place on my flick chart. It ends up right around this. It's a it's above the top half, but it, it's in a mix of odd. Oh, it is. It's in a mix wow. of odd things because it's right in between two. It's right above Hereditary, which I know you will never see. Mm. Um, no and it's below Born <laughs> Ultimatum. But it's, you know, right around that. I also have like... Oz the Great and Powerful is right below there yeah. as well. So it's it's 176 out of out, out of. of 400 and what do I have 484 movies. So but that's a great tribute to have it in the top it, of your it list. It is because you know? I just it makes my heart happy because there's something about the musical yep. numbers and I, you know anybody that's listened to Trailer Rewind uh, or I mean the Sat Mats and Trailer Rewind and Film Board knows that this is sort of in my wheelhouse. If it's a movie about high school kids, there's something I don't know if it's yeah. a nostalgia factor for me or just it's interesting storytelling can happen there and a good musical I'm always a fan for. And so for me, I just am able to look past those flaws and say, yes, I know there's problems with this, but I still am going to enjoy this. So, well, that's yeah. awesome. And, you know, I, I think it's really courageous. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, and I want to, I, I, like I said, I really wanted to like it. Um, one problem that I have in that I love musicals so much, I actually get pretty judgy about them too. And sometimes musical comedy, I can, I, I feel like it is a little bit of a cop out for sure. jokes. Um, and if it's not done really well, I tend to, I tend to be a little bit too judgy on it. But that being said, my rating for it out of five stars is one and a half. It's pretty low. Um, it's, it's number 214 out of 220 for me. That puts it just below the mummy. And just above Jason Bourne, but the, that is, those aren't the interesting things about it. It's not. I want to say that it's not the lowest ranked trailer rewind movie for me. That is Hostiles <laughs> coming in two seventeen. And the thing that Anna and the the Apocalypse fans should be proud of is that even at two fourteen, it's two spots above uh, Best Picture winning Green Book. <laughs> So, um, so as much as I disliked *Enemy of the Apocalypse*, I find it better than a film that was selected for Best Picture. So, um, yeah, so we can say that, right? Yeah. There, there's, uh, there's no, a positive. Well, there is, it, and there is an audience for this, and I think it is a, a younger audience. And apparently, um, they also released this shortly after. Uh, I, no, actually, before it was released in theaters, it was released at, there was an adaptation into a book, like a young adult book. Cool. Uh, so you can find that online. You know, they actually, it's also available on Audible as well, but Anna in the Apocalypse, the book. So I, I clearly, there's no musical numbers in there, but I think they were, <laughs> they were really promoting this as, Hey, this is going to be, uh, like, you know, middle school, high school kids are going to get into this. I don't know how well that the book sold. I don't, you know, but for those fans, there's plenty of stuff out there. It's it's one of the few movies I've seen recently that actually has its own website. So there is an Anna and the Apocalypse website with links to merch and all this other stuff. So I think they're really hoping to capitalize on finding that and connecting with their fan base and providing them with swag and uh, you know as you know audiobooks and print books of of the story so it's it's out there seeking out that cult following ex ex yeah that's, exactly that's for them so it's it's not for everybody and if you really want a really really good you know musical about you know growing up and being a teenager go watch sing street yes i will back that a hundred percent because that is a five stars fabulous movie and the, the 
the funny thing is just two weeks ago, we were talking with some friends about movies and both of these movies came up because we were talking about musicals oh. and we said, well, yeah. And in the apocalypse, you know, because their kids are are boys that are, you know, high middle school, high school. We said they might dig Anna and the Apocalypse because it's zombies it's and all that. But you may also want to consider Sing Street because it's just an awesome film. And it's the main characters are boy and they will get into it despite it being a musical because it's a different kind of musical because they're starting a band. So all the musical numbers have the context of the band. So, yes. Yeah, so for if you're a zombie fan may not be for you if you're a musical fan may not be for you i don't know <laughs> i'm telling you counter programming yes. put, put it, it on the background of your anti-holiday yes. there, celebration there we go and it will okay. work okay all right everybody well if you haven't already please head over to itunes and give us a rating and a review i know andy and pete occasionally check in there to see what's going on and i know it's 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 been a little dry but you know there's there's still itunes and get out there and give us a rating it helps people find us and if you choose to support us over on patreon you're joining a great community of film fans there's like raging debates and discussions going on this week about all kinds of stuff there's uh, i think it's like a beat up on christopher nolan thing going on right now i don't know uh there's always like marvel stuff uh, there's been a slew of amazing yeah. trailers that have come out this week that everybody's debating and discussing there as well so there's tons of stuff to be talking about and again we've got some people that are just really into film as art and we've got some that just really enjoy movies for fun uh so there's a place for you there we'd love to have you join that community uh, i want to send a special year-end thanks to pete wright for always taking time to edit our episodes together we do all the recording and the easy stuff and then he's got to put this all together and make us sound good and we appreciate and thank pete for doing that well jj it's the end of 2019 we're gonna have to start building our schedule for 2020 and and figure out what we're gonna do but we're going to take a little little break for the holidays and we'll be back back in January. See you next year. Ando. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Stephen JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.